Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode three of the True Turf Super Series. Uh, I've had a great couple of interviews for episodes one and two, and now going down a slightly different track uh, away from uh, uh, current superintendents to someone who's looking to forge their way uh, in the golf industry, and uh, I think has got a really interesting story around their journey uh, into golf and where they are now. So I'd like to uh, welcome Billy Burnley, who's currently doing an internship at Cypress Point in America. Billy, thanks for joining us. Cheers, Nick. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, Billy, um, I, I came across your story. Uh, you were our last monthly winner in the True Turf, or show us your True Turf competition. Um, uh, a photo that we saw of uh, one of our rollers uh, sitting out on a green at, uh, at Cypress Point, and I went, wow, that looks amazing. It must be uh, amazing to actually be there and, and being able to work there. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty unreal place. Um, I mean, we were, myself and the other intern, were actually out rolling, and I said to him, I told him about this competition. I said, you got to run up there and take this photo. And so he did. And then I took one with him on 16. I mean, I was out on 15 and yeah. and you cross the road and you get out to 15, 16, 17. And it's, it's something different. Um, it's actually completely different. You can't even explain how it is. And the, the pictures, you know, you see online and that we take and the few that we do post, it's, yeah, it doesn't do it justice for what it really is. Well, we'll come back to Cypress Point a little bit later, but to start off, um, you've started your journey in turf uh, and done an apprenticeship at uh, Northland Golf Club in uh, New Zealand. Uh, I think you've finished that now. And uh, what got you into golf, or golf agronomy or, or working in the golf industry? Um, so I sort of left high school. Um, it's a bit of a long story back in 2010 and um, sort of went into the, the hospitality side of it, decided that wasn't for me, was playing lots of golf. Um, spoke to the super at my local golf course, um, Malcolm Wells at Menor Two, and just said, you know, do you have a couple of extra days work, you know, raking or, you know, just lugging branches or something just to get me outside. And he said, oh, we might have something a bit more permanent. So I kind of did that and got on there for three or four days a week, which was good fun. And then um, went overseas um, for three years and I actually went to the Open at Royal Birkdale for seven days, you know, not having a clue what I was going to do when I got home and sort of really enjoyed that and actually got out to play it and saw St Andrews and went over to Portugal, saw a couple of other courses, um, the Belfry and from that sort of stage I was just like, you know what, I think, you know, enjoying playing golf, it would be great to actually be, be preparing these courses and then sort of got back to New Zealand and couldn't find a job in, in the month or two. So I mm. was working for a family friend and doing papers on my own and then sort of moved up to, to Whangarei when I, my wife actually got relocated up north and we went up and was lucky enough to go to Northland and, and really fall in love with turf. So, Yeah, that's, well, that's a great, great story there. And uh, with Birkdale, that was the one that Jordan Spieth won. Yeah. Uh, so that we must have passed each other on a fairway. I was lucky enough to be yeah. over there that as well. And what a great experience to be able to walk around Birkdale and St Andrews. And no wonder you got hooked on uh, the the game of golf over there. Yeah, I mean, that, that set up, you know, I went and played there sort of a year later and I mm. couldn't even fathom where I was, you know. I was playing one of the par fours down the back and I've hit driver three wood five iron into the wind and I'm still short. And, you know, I remember sitting there and these guys are hitting driver seven iron. And That's right. Yeah, this is just phenomenal. Um, 
it was an amazing finish to that that open with uh, Spieth carving it way right into you know where the where the trucks were effectively for the equipment trucks were to then get up and continue to win and uh, yeah once you get out there and imagine you know see I, I haven't had the pleasure of playing it at, at, at that course but uh, just to see how they actually plot their way around and, and get it around those courses is amazing. Yeah, yeah, really like different. You know those guys are just on on a completely another level, but. To hit it out onto the range and sort of hit three wood over the over the uh, equipment yep. trucks and onto the edge of the like collar, I guess. And yeah, I mean, if he hadn't have done that, I don't think he would have won that tournament. No, that's right. It was an amazing finish. So the, the apprenticeship, then you come back to New Zealand and you start your apprenticeship. Um, obviously, it's a it's a tough road anytime doing an apprenticeship. Um, how did you how did you get through it? And uh, I know it's obviously great support from the superintendents that, uh, that work with their apprentices to educate them, but uh, I'm sure there were plenty of highs and some lows along the way. So how was the apprenticeship experience? Uh, the apprenticeship was good. Um, I was lucky enough that I started obviously down in the Manawatu, um, where I'm originally from. And then when I moved up to Whangarei, they still let me head back down there to um, complete my block courses, um, which was great because obviously it's, the guys I met in the first year were awesome. Um, the tutor, um, Brendan Hannon, he's actually a family friend. So that, okay. that made right. me a bit of extra help. And just having a couple of other mates in the industry to, to you know, bounce ideas off, you know, just ask them for help. Um, and COVID actually helped a lot. Um, just being able to, especially the first lockdown we had in New Zealand, um, 2020, I just started my level four and right. wrapped my head really around the, the main concept of the level three. And I sort of just had five weeks to, to sit down and and actually, yeah, get my head around it. And a lot of it started to make sense once I was actually working on a golf course, which was great. Um, yeah. yeah. Now, for any national uh, listeners, Whangarei is uh, WH, and it's just north of yeah. a little bit further north of uh, north of Auckland. Um, yeah. Tell us about the location and a bit about Northland uh, Golf Club. Uh, so Northland is a little, I guess, well, for us, we call it a little country course. Mm -hmm. um, it's sort of... 15 minutes from town but when you're out there you just wouldn't even have a have a yep. clue um there's a, a couple of sort of big hills around and it's got a little i guess a little microclimate um we ran two full-time staff the super and myself um we had a, a part-time guy who came in on a monday and he just did some mowing for us and he'd work every third weekend and then we had a team of six or seven sort of full-time volunteers they were in monday wednesday friday yep. rain hail you know um and yeah i mean pure brown top greens very little inputs no fairway irrigation yeah yeah the the standard he had those greens too and has them like still to this day and you know the feedback he gets from you know green fee players coming um you know even people who have been out playing you know masters golf and he meets them when he's down there and they're like oh we've played here and we've played your course and it's fantastic yeah. so yeah really lucky great course um, the members are great. The committee are great. Like so I felt so well looked after. So, and what a wonderful thing is, a, as an apprentice learning your trade, and there's you and the boss, right? Two two of you full time having to manage the golf course. So I suppose it gave you an opportunity to get your hands dirty and, and learn every facet of the trade. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Um, he, he threw me in the deep end a couple of times. He doesn't think he did, but um, yeah. Yeah, no, really good chance, I guess, like a lot of the time when the sales reps would come around, you know, and he'd go for a walk and they'd be like, you know, let's, you know, the guys from PGG would come or 
Tony Evans from Living Turf and he'd be like, well, let's go and look at the greens. And you just get to go there and be a part of it. Mm. And, you know, a number of people have said to me, you know, you go away to a conference, but the best time to learn something when you're having a beer with someone in the pub afterwards. And, and it's so true. Just listening to those guys talk, I guess, coming over to Cyprus and seeing the presentation side of it, you, you don't get to prepare the course the way, you know, to, to the extremely high standard that they do over here. But being able to jump on a verde drain or being able to have done some spraying, done some sanding, yeah, really gives you a little bit of a head start. So, Absolutely. And at the end of the day, you, you prepare the course to what you can prepare the course. You know, that's you're, you're at a, a smaller club in, in New Zealand um, and uh, the members will have obviously always have expectations or the players have expectations, but um, well, you can only ever prepare a course to the extent you can prepare it and do it to the best of your ability. So whether that's two people or a team of 40, then you do what you do to do, you know, to get the job done. So, yeah. so you, you, you finished your apprenticeship in New Zealand and then you made a decision to jump on a plane, you know, just out of COVID and, and head to the US. Tell me what made that decision come for you and, and how it came about. Um, so, yeah, so 2020, I think probably August or September, um, I got an email from Kelly Rose saying, you know, there's this program, um, Ohio program, Michael Keith's going to have a, a Zoom call, you know, jump on, have a listen, see what you think, you know, no harm. So I jumped on that, had a listen, thought this seems quite good. And, and then he, he threw the spanner in the works saying, you know, um, 19 to 29 year olds kind of thing, or 19 to 30 year olds single. And I'm going, yep. oh, counting me out. So sort of emailed him and said, you know, this sounds really good. You know, my wife's on board threw it all out there for him and he was like cool you know we're not doing an intake um let me know in october when you're finished and and we'll go from sort of a year went by and i was going well maybe i don't go you know looking at building another house and doing all of that sort of so i got in contact with him and applied and you know went two or three weeks sort of went by and yeah hadn't heard anything so i was sort of like oh no none of this is happening and i get an email from him and it's it's it was the 19th of november and he goes look i've whatsapped you on the 4th the 5th and the 6th of november and i haven't heard anything like what's going on i've found your placement so right this right. is five o'clock in the morning i've woken up to this email and i've rung him at half past five and i'm rubbing my eyes and he's gone like do you really want to be doing this and i said yeah i'm still committed you know he goes cool because i've i've been in contact with the guys at cypress point and and you know they're keen to to get in touch and and sort of see what it's all about and see what you're all about and we'll go from there and so yeah it was just a matter of i guess yeah getting in touch with mike and yep. talking to a couple of other guys who have done the program um i was lucky enough there was another um guy george signal who had actually been to cyprus during COVID. Yep. Um, got in touch with him and he had nothing but good things to say so i thought you know what I'm 30, but let's let's go and do it and, and see what happens. And yeah, I mean, I've been here. I think I've been here 12 weeks now, and it's yeah. I've learned in the last 12 weeks. I've learned just as much as I did in my three-year apprenticeship. Um, so yeah, that's right. So the Ohio State Uni program, uh, university program. Tell us a little bit about that for those that may not may not know it. Uh, uh, and uh, obviously, it's a, a massive campus there. I've seen some of your, your uh, comments on Instagram about uh, the size of size of the buildings and those sort of things. So, tell us a bit about the program. Uh, so, the program itself is it comes under supposedly comes under the branch of Ohio State University, but it's funded separately. Um, so, basically, it's just they have an inbound and an outbound, um, and they are offering 
people like me, you know, people from Aussie, um, there's a few English guys, um, there's a couple of girls from Zimbabwe actually come out to work on some golf courses. Um, but yeah, basically the chance to, to come and see what, I guess, the pinnacle of golf course maintenance is all about um, over here in America. Um, most of the time it's seven months, 12 months or 18 months and you nine out of 10 times get placed out on the East Coast where um, they've just come out of winter. You get to do, you know, your, your spring renovation and then go into summer, work your tournament and then sort of, yeah, seven months or so October, they sort of send you down to Texas or Florida where it's a little bit warmer and, you know, you see out your last few months or you go home depending on, you know, what you want to do. Um, which, yeah, I mean, even when I started my apprenticeship, I didn't even know that existed. Yeah. Um, it's it's advertised if you look in the right places. Well, that's great. And then you've, uh, as you said, you got offered that position to be the intern at, at Cypress Point. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, Cypress Point and working there. It's obviously, you know, one of the most preeminent golf courses in the world. Some of the, the best views off a golf course as well in the world. Tell yeah. us what it's like. Yeah, I can't get into too much detail. No, not, absolutely. Not like no, only don't don't give away too many secrets, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean we run well, Jeff Marco the super, he's been there nearly 30 years, or might have been, might be 30 years. Um, he runs a staff of well, there's 22 of us in the in the break room for lunch. Yep. Um, but there's there's Jeff, um, two assistants, and then full time mechanic, and then sort of two, I don't know, over 50 American boys, two interns, and the rest of them are two Mexican families yeah, um, yeah. who have been there for, well, you know, one of them has been there, I think, 43 years, um, you know, so he's been there since basically day dot. Mm. Um, but the property itself is, yeah, it's phenomenal. Um, yeah, I mean, Golf course design in New Zealand, for what we learn, we, we're so sheltered. Um, you know, you talk to these guys and they're McKenzie, just dope that, you know. Um, but yes, work it, the first day you drive in that gate at Cyprus, you're just like, what is this place? Like, you 102 big bunkers, you know, big splash faces. Um, I mean, pure park greens that just you know, run at 12 all the time. Yeah, yeah. Even even when we get out, you know, we played about a month ago and we were coming down 18 at sunrise and you're putting the ball on 18 green and it's still rolling like it was just been freshly rolled in the morning. Yeah. So, yeah. So you do get the opportunity to go out there and have a game as, as a member of staff? Yeah, yeah, you do. You, you get the assistants to sort of ring up the shop and go, yeah. um, shop and go you know, how's employee golf looking? They need sort of led a certain number of people out um but yeah real privilege to be out there like working um i mean and playing is yeah i mean i've been out a handful of times already but you can never play well around there because you just get lost in the moment you yeah. know yeah well but, i'm sure there's plenty of envious people listening here one that you're working there but two that you've had the uh, the opportunity to play because just a, a such a wonderful stretch of coastline i've um had the opportunity to drive past the front gate at Cyprus and that was as close as I've got that uh, played at Spyglass and visited Pebble but uh, just such a wonderful stretch of golf along that coastline let alone the views but the golf course as well and uh, and obviously the people are very friendly there too. 
Yeah, the people are great, actually. I got invited out to a, a one of the Mexicans' family had a, a quinceanera, which is a like a 15-year-old daughter's birthday party yeah, and apparently right. wedding. And I was like, oh, it, whatever, you know, they're just winding me up. And I've turned up, there's about 600 people there. Oh, and they have like a full-on like mariachi band and, you know, yeah. but just, you know, it's, it's Cyprus is a family. Um, I think all the other courses as well on the program uh you know you get treated like family which makes it really easy actually moving over and and going into mm. an unfamiliar environment yep absolutely just yeah just to be accepted and well yeah so so how long are you going to still be at uh, working at cypress for or do you get to go to another golf course as well while uh, you're over there yeah it's it's a bit back and forth at the moment um i've got to meet um bill core and ben crenshaw um wow about a month ago um coming in and looking at doing some restoration work back to sort of how mckenzie had it in the third mm -hmm. um we actually did a couple of weeks ago we uh renovated a bunker um which would be quite cool or well, mm -hmm. which was cool but um the other stuff yeah the other projects would be quite cool so i think there's some teas or something like that i'm not really in the know i just get told yeah. where to go um so yeah I was looking at moving and then I was looking at staying and then um, Mike O'Keefe actually came over and saw me this week and talked to me about a couple of other things. So it's, yeah, it's all up in the air. Um, I mean, Cyprus have said stay as long as you want to during your visa or, you know, go. And I guess for me, I'd just be guided by by what they think is best for my career, um, which, is, which is what the program's all about. So. so tell us a bit about your your plans for your career i suppose what what do you see yourself doing uh in the future yeah um that's that's the big question i think i've, I've been asked ever since i sort of mm. let slip that i was heading over to the states um so i probably head back to new zealand in, in april um my big grand plan of staying for 18 months apparently doesn't the government over here doesn't agree with that <laughs> um, so. yep. Yeah, I'll head back in April. Um, there's a conference, uh, Turf Days conference, start of April, which was cancelled this year because of COVID, which um, I'd be keen to get into, um, just to do some networking. And you never know, someone over there might be my my next employer. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, I'll head, head back up to Whangarei, um, maybe live in my house for a few months <laughs> that's currently being built. Um, yep. And yeah, maybe get back in the wife's good books. Um, is the wife over there? Is your wife over there with you, or is she back uh, in New Zealand? She's back in New Zealand, um, working away. Yeah, looking after the the house build, and uh, yeah, she's actually coming over in September, which is Lovely. cool. That's great. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so get back in her good books. I think yeah, running away for a, a year is probably. What's you know, your wife's name? Uh, Tara. Tara, he's doing a great job, and uh, I'm sure he'll be coming back soon to give you a hand. But uh, that's great that she's been able to support you uh, yeah. through this journey. That's that's sensational. Yeah, yeah, that yeah made it made the whole journey easier having having her like being really supportive and actually encouraging to do to do it. Um, I think the few times I've sort of thought, mm, no, nah, I don't want to do it. I mean, I had problems with my flights um, yeah. on like just arriving and sort of had 11 hour layover at LA, then a delayed flight, sort of sat in um, in the airport at Charlotte for eight hours. And I thought, you know what, I'm just gonna get home. I've had enough already. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I think 
um, getting in, hopefully getting into a, a senior greenkeeping role or an mm-hmm. assistant role in New Zealand. Um, sort of not really phased where at the moment, um, but yeah, it's going to have to be under the right person, I think, to extend the knowledge um, like that they can give me um, because I think I've only been in the industry a, a short time. Um, so trying to cram as much in as possible and then, yeah, hopefully in the next five years, take that, that next big step and, yeah. and start making some decisions on some golf courses and, yeah, and no, that's great. try yeah, make a name for myself as the climate's changing. Well, that's right. And uh, I think you mentioned just as we were, we were preparing for this conversation that um, normally it's, uh, was it the June gloom over in, yeah. uh, over at, uh, along the Monterey Peninsula at the moment with uh, fog rolling and it's the first fog you're getting for the for the season over there. So uh, maybe things are changing in the climate, but we've got to be got to be aware of those as we move forward. Yeah, I'm not sure they're happy that the fog's not rolled in. I mean, you know, there's seven golf courses on a reclaimed water reservoir and mm. every putting out bombs every night because it's just it's just dry and windy so yeah. um yeah. but yeah that'll be it'll be a really exciting um sort of time to to actually start taking over a course is when people start actually thinking about more about the environment and and obviously you know everyone's talking about potentially in 30 years time there's going to be a water shortage or 50 years time and mm-hmm. so yeah species of grasses and things like that that'll that's yeah one thing that really sort of excites me about this this industry is that it's going to be forever changing so very much and sustainability is the the key key thought process at the moment and as you say that the the industry that we're in and and that you're working in on a day-to-day basis um the information that's shared between superintendents and the superintendents associations is just is just sensational how Everyone collaborates together and looks for these uh, these opportunities to think about sustainability and and how the future of golf will be managed. Yeah, and and I guess with it being such a tight knit industry as well, you know, everyone everyone's willing to help each other out, and mm. no one wants to see golf courses go under or anything like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, just the way science is going, you know, we'll be growing eventually, probably going Bermuda and Cooch and bloody freezing temperatures who knows yeah, yeah who knows yeah that's right and you got the uh, going to cyprus got the opportunity to jump on our true turf rollers over there so how was that experience uh yeah. you know the first time out there throwing at the deep end i think yeah so that was that was quite good actually one of the the mexican boys sort of gave me the run through and then sort of let me loose and yeah never been on a true turf before um didn't realize that rollers could be smooth actually the one at northland was a bit of a rickety old thing um <laughs> yeah. but yeah, no, it was it was wonderful, you know. Like it was, you know, you see them on TV all the time, and it was a bit of a fanboy dream come true, actually, to, to to sit on one. And actually, the first the first day I got to roll greens, the um the assistant who was on for the weekend came in and he goes, "Your country woman's out there playing," and I was kind of like, "What, what do you mean?" And he goes, "Lydia Coe's just teed off," and we were all wow. like, jumped on the phone and, and texted my old super. I said, "I've just rolled greens for Lydia Coe," and he goes, "I." I've just cut greens for the Sunday haggle, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> the rollers was pretty sweet. So Yeah. How often um, are you rolling there at Cyprus? I suppose it changed without giving away any secrets again, but uh, is it uh, a regular program of rolling? Yeah, three days a week. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so four days of cutting, three days of rolling. Um, so, I mean, probably a little bit different this week, a little bit of tournament week or mm-hmm. 
sometimes they spice things up and go, yeah, these are feeling a bit slow. Yeah. Um, yep. mess, mess with the members a little bit or something like that. But yeah, normally, normally three days a week um, at the moment. Not sure how it changes sort of going back into winter with growing season and, yep. and things like that. Um, but the, the climate here is pretty, pretty similar all year round. Mm. Um, you know, I sort of did a bit of digging before I came over, seeing what clothes I had to bring with me. Well, certainly um, uh, where we are in June at the moment in uh, in New Zealand would be a lot different to, to, to June on the Monterey Peninsula, that's for sure. Yeah, well, it looks like a lot of the country have had just as much rain over there in, in June so far as, as Monterey getting the whole year. Yeah, yeah, so, that's right. That's right. Well, that's great. Well, and... Um, you know, it's obviously a great time for you now moving through over the next few months to, to learn what you can whilst you're out on the road and, uh, you know, touch on something you mentioned before with, uh, you know, meeting Bill Corr and, and Crenshaw the other day and, um, you know, obviously on a McKenzie course. Does, does architecture for you, have you learned a bit about golf course architecture and how that, uh, you know, fits into the game and, and how you manage that from a, from a turf management perspective? Uh, I haven't really learned as such, sort of, they haven't sat down and done any papers or anything yeah. on it. Um, you sort of brushed on it with these guys as they're sort of talking about it. Um, I didn't actually realise, but um, one of the one of the guys actually mentioned something about McKenzie used to working for one of the, the army or something like that. And That's right. I was standing in greens and I sort of turned around and I said, you can't even tell there's any any bunkers on this golf course. And, and he used to build bunkers for them to hide in. So yeah. obviously, so... Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely plays a, a, a big part in it um, when you actually sit there and you see the old photos and, and see how it's changed over time with top dressing. And and yeah, there's a few slopes there that they've pointed out that aren't as big as they used to be um, around yeah. the greens. So yeah, I think, I think that's one thing that I've really enjoyed since I've been here is is they do really try and not drive it into you, but it, it does get tossed around all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, having a, an understanding of how the architect wants the course to play, yeah, it, yeah, quite a a key aspect, I guess, of of making sure you're producing the best product you can um, in terms of of playability. Um, and finding that balance between top class playability and, and a premium yep. uh, health product for the turf, I guess. Mm. No, that's great. Well, Billy, we'll wrap it up there. I really want to uh, thank you for your time today. I know it's late in the afternoon over in the US. Um, now, I will share your uh, Instagram handle. I think it's the, the Kiwi Greenkeeper, I think it is, that you go by on Instagram. There's some great pictures on there. People yes. can follow your journey. So, um, but we wish you every every success the, the completion of the internship over there and, and obviously the conclusion of the Ohio State program. Um, you've had a great journey so far and some great experiences to, to add in. And I'm sure when you get back to New Zealand and um, you know, you'll know you make a, a great game of uh, you know, the industry, getting into the industry and, and progressing through to hopefully be a superintendent one day. Yeah, well, that, that's, that's the plan. And I mean, if it doesn't happen, this, this won't certainly won't be a wasted experience. But that's right. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Well, we'll wrap it up there. Thanks, Billy, and, and all the best. Yeah. Cheers, Nick. Thank you. Thanks, mate.